0: Money Sense is brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group, four-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com and listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 and Sundays at noon.
1: Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We're located in Pewaukee, just north of I-94, between 164 and Highway F. We're in that beautiful Ridgeview Corporate Park. And in the village of Whitefish Bay, we're in the Equitable Bank Building, directly across from Winkies. We're also very fortunate that we can service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. If you'd like to put a face with a voice, you can go to ellenbecker.com and you can check out EIG. And we would really like that if you would do that. Today is um, one of my favorite days of uh, doing interviews because I have a very close relationship with the Better Business Bureau of Milwaukee. Served on that board for, oh my goodness, I'm not sure how many years. And we've been blessed to have been awarded the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business and Ethics. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. So that is that is that. That is really, for me... It makes a huge statement, not only about my business, but all the other wonderful companies in Milwaukee and throughout southwestern Wisconsin that have also had that um, opportunity to be um, given that award for ethics and integrity. And one of the things that my daughter Julie and I have always said is that's really the cornerstone of any good successful business is building your business and maintaining your business um, by always being aware. Of your ethics and the integrity within your company. And so today I have Lisa Schiller, and she is the director of investigation and media for the Better Business Bureau. And when you say investigation, you know, that always sort of uh, raises a hair on your back of your neck, like, you know, there's something that um, needs to be investigated. But I also want to say we're going to talk a little bit today about all the other things that the Better Business Bureau brings to. Um, to our community it's certainly it's all the different scams and the things that you know you can go to the Better Business Bureau and that's BBB.org and you can look up different companies to make sure that they are doing business with ethics and integrity but there are just such a long list of things that the BBB
0: brings to our community so welcome to the show Lisa Thank you so much for having me, and congratulations on winning your Four Torch Awards. That is not an easy feat. Thank you so
1: much. It's been, I have to say that certainly it's um, it's an honor, and for me, starting my company, it's almost gonna be 28 years ago. But one of the things that has been so incredible about it, and for all those companies out there that is listing, I would really recommend that you take a look at it for next year. And the reason I say that is, It has just changed the internal um, structure of our company and how our employees work. They know that this is an important award for Ellen Becker Investment Group. And so everything they do, they do it through the lens of ethics and integrity. And when you're all talking the same language, it surely makes it a lot easier to have your company um, collaborate and your company to really have the same ideas of what's important and how you service your clients and not only your clients how you how you interact and with each other so if you haven't applied for the Better Business Bureau um, Torch Award for biz- business and ethics I would really suggest that you do that take a look at it because it's just another piece that helps you build that incredible team that services your clients Director of Investigation and Media.
0: What does that mean, and what do you do? Yes, thank you. I love my job. I'll start out by saying that. Um, So as the director of investigations, um, what I generally do is, first of all, we have a fantastic online tool called BBB Scam Tracker, and that allows people to report scams and fraud. They can remain anonymous if they'd like. We just want to know what's going on out there and be able to do something about it. So I am on Scam Tracker every day, um, filtering it, seeing what people are reporting, opening investigations based on that, or sometimes writing a press release based on what I'm seeing. Um, we look for trends. Uh, we take information um, and and build upon that. I may contact a, a TV reporter and say, hey, you know, we're seeing reports of, uh, you know, people going door to door in neighborhoods in southeastern Wisconsin offering asphalt paving. You know, let's get something on the air. I have information for you and, and tips. Um, so I definitely take care of that. I also open investigations based on what we're seeing as far as complaints coming into our office. So um, I have several reports that I I get every Monday. Um, I have to finish them by Friday in my own mind because, uh, you know, I'm getting more reports the following Monday. So those reports are telling me what are people inquiring about the most? What are people complaining about the most? Um, And then I look through that report and I review the complaints um, for those companies. Not all of them. There's a lot. Um, But I think at this point I kind of have an eye for it, I like to think. Um, And so I open up those reports uh, and, and, you know, take a look at what is being reported and how serious it might be. And what do I need to do with it? Um, Do we need to act upon it? Do I need to get some special text, some special uh, information in the report for others to read? Because those are public reports at BBB.org that we, you know, want people to come to to check on before doing business. So I want to make sure that there's good information in those reports based on what we're seeing and hearing. Um, So I'll make a decision as to, you know, that. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, I'll do some research, obviously. And again, depending on what I find, uh, depends on what I'm going to do with that information. I refer a lot of cases, um, generally to the State uh, Office of Consumer Protection, DATCAP, sometimes the Department of Justice. Uh, sometimes I work with postal inspectors or Department of Financial Institutions, the Securities Division. Um, it really just depends. Police departments, you know, I might want to bring something to their attention if something's going on in their area. Uh, So that's basically in a nutshell, the investigation side. Um, And then it really goes hand in hand with uh, my media relations, Um, because, you know, I can bring a certain um, situation to a reporter's attention or suggest they do a story. Um, You know, Grandparents Day was this past Sunday. Um, We're kind of celebrating that this week. Um, And so, you know, I'll suggest reporters do stories on uh, things that that, uh, seniors would need to know about or children of seniors, grown children of seniors. So, for example, the grandparents scam. Um, So we did put out a press release yesterday in general about protecting seniors and, and, you know, being aware of their vulnerability and how can we help them and be aware of what's going on. So a little bit hand in hand with the two there. When you're doing an
1: investigation and someone makes a complaint, how how do they actually do that? I mean, how do they file a complaint so that you can get this information? I think some, so often something happens to someone And I I think in my own mind, two things happen. One, there's some shame and embarrassment that they were scammed and they fell for whatever the scam was. And then two, like, how do I help somebody else so this doesn't happen to them? And in order to make that leap to help somebody else, you really have to put at bay that shame about making a mistake or buying into something because it is so easy to do.
0: You're exactly right. And that's a great question. You know, we always assume everybody knows where to go to complain, but they don't. And we find that out a lot when we, you know, do presentations and actually speak to the public. Um, So what people can do is go directly to our website at bbb.org. And one of two things, right on our, our homepage, they can click on file a complaint and follow the prompts. It's very easy. There's some information you might not know or be able to uh, respond to, and that's fine. Um, skip those sections. But, you know, give us the, the meat and the potatoes of what's going on. Um, you know, make it clear, but, but uh, you know, very detailed. Um, tell us, you know, how you heard of the company and what they promised and Uh, the date that this happened, how much money you paid, if you paid any money, and what your method of payment was. You know, oftentimes people are very upset when they're filing complaints, so they forget to include the details. And in a lot of cases, myself or uh, some of our uh, crew at the BBB office will actually pick up the phone or email a consumer and say, hey, you know, I just needed to um, get a a little bit of additional information. So try to include all those important steps. Um, So they can just fill out our online complaint form, or they can go to our website, BBB org. put in the company's name, and if we have a report that pops up, right in the report, right within the report, you can just click on file a complaint right there. Either way, um, you know, if you do it the, the, the first way that I mentioned, where you just go to our homepage, page, uh, it might ask you to, you know, what the company's name is and the address. This way, if you already have it pulled up, you just click on a button. But it's very simple. Um, prompts to follow. And is it um, confidential? You know, it, it's... Uh, I wouldn't, I guess you could say it's confidential um, initially. Um, That information, the fact that you have filed a complaint, let's say, um, nobody knows about that uh, other than we and now the business because we're going to forward that complaint to the business and ask them to please respond, address all of the issues and let us know their position. Um, Are they willing to make the adjustment the consumer is seeking uh, or not and please explain why. Once the complaint is closed, within about 30 days, um, and that is whether or not the company has responded or not, that complaint is going to be closed. It is then going to be within the company's report for anybody in the public to read about. So, of course, your important personal information is redacted. Um, The consumers that go to our uh, website and read the reports will really only see the complaint. Um, that is written by the consumer word for word. Um, They won't know who filed the complaint or any information about them. So in that way, it always stays confidential. And those complaints remain a part of the public file for a period of three years. Wow, that's,
1: that's interesting. My guest today is Lisa Schiller. She is the Director of Investigation and Media for the Better Business Bureau. And if you would like to know more, and if you would like to be able to either look up companies to be certain that they have been um, vetted by the BBB, you can do that before you engage with the company. Or if you've had an experience that has not been what you had hoped, you can also make a formal complaint at the BBB. We're going to take a quick break, and let's when we come back, let's take a look at some of the scams that are really prevalent right now. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. My guest today is Lisa Schiller. She is the Director of Investigation and Media for the Better Business Bureau. If you would like to know more, you can go to BBB.org or if you would like, you can always directly call the BBB, 414-847-6000. I've been a member of the Better Business Bureau, I don't know, 20 plus years, I believe if not even more than that, since this will be our 28th year at EIG. And it also is a wonderful designation when people walk into your business and you have that on your door, you have that somewhere where they can see that. They know that you're an accredited business and a good business to do business with. So welcome again to the show, Lisa. We are talking about um, scams in this portion and can you give us an idea of some of the scams that are facing not only um, well you talked about grandparents week but you know there's kids going to school there's rentals there's roofing I mean just about everything in our life is something that is a service provided by somebody else and that's kind of where things get a little sticky
0: Yeah. And I'll tell you so many scams uh, and they keep evolving and changing and growing. Um, And I think really since the pandemic, um, we are seeing more scams than ever and more victims than ever, sadly. Um, But as you mentioned, uh, boy, I wouldn't even know how to summarize the most common scams at any given time, but I'm going to do it. Um, I would say, first of all, we're seeing a lot of computer tech scams. Um, those have really made a resurgence. And that is um, where maybe you see a pop-up or you receive a phone call letting you know that there's something wrong with your computer. Um, you have a virus and the person on the other end is from maybe Apple or Microsoft uh, and they're able to fix this problem for you. Of course, they're not uh, from that com- either one of those companies. They're an imposter. Um, but this really takes advantage of people. And I'll tell you why. Um, first of all, if you're on your computer and all of a sudden you see a it pop-up, it's going to be red, it's going to be blinking, it's going to have bold letters, it's going to be very discerning, very scary. Um, and it will tell you to call a phone number. So most people think, you know, oh my gosh, I mean, this this has to be real. I, I, they wouldn't even question it. Um, I know I've seen them for myself and I've thought, oh my gosh, I would, I would probably not question it myself. Um, but they're out there and they're really rampant. Um, And so the consumer then will call the phone number and the person on the other end will again begin to say that they are with uh, a well-known computer tech company. And they'll say that you have a virus on your computer. They can fix it remotely. Of course, it's going to cost you a little bit of money. They actually take control of your computer system at that point and they put a virus into your computer. So you didn't have one before. You now have one. And sometimes it's hard to tell, you know, that you even do, but if you even... Uh, react to any of these types of messages, whether it be by phone or pop-up, you have to immediately unplug your computer um, and stop what you're doing. And then I would say take it to a local reputable computer repair shop and make sure that you have your computer cleaned thoroughly. Make sure that you have all the proper antivirus malware on your computer system. Um, You know, you want to make sure that, you know, the computer system is not infected because that's where scammers can get inside and Actually take your banking information, your personal information, whatever information you have through your computer system. If you've bought something uh, with your credit card, which most of us have on many occasions, um, that information is going to be in the computer system as well. So you want to be very careful. Who knows whose hands it's it's going to uh, end up in. Um, so you have to be very, very careful of that. Computer tech, very common right now. Um, phishing scams of all type. And this is where uh, somebody pretends to be with a company or a business that they are not. We're seeing this a lot, very commonly with banks or credit cards. Um, And again, I've seen these. I've had this happen to me. looks very real. You'll get an email saying that they are with Capital One and your credit card has been, uh, you know, stolen or the numbers have ended up in somebody's hands. Uh, Your information has been compromised. Um, So what you need to do is click on this link and then supply information, follow the prompts. Um, They're going to be, again, asking for personal information. So you do not want to fall for that. Um, I would say if you ever get an email claiming to be from anybody that you do business with, your Bank, your credit card company, anything like that, um, you want to leave it alone, delete it. Don't touch anything. Don't click on any links. And actually call the business directly. You'll have to look up that phone number on your own, or get it from your phone. You know, if you keep it in the the system, um, which you should have those numbers handy. But call the bank directly. Call the credit card co- company directly and say, "Hey, I received this email. This is what it says. Is this really coming from you?" Um, 10 chances out of 10, they're going to say, no, you know, we would not send you an email of that type. So a lot of phishing scams, a lot of scammers pretending to be somebody they are not. And then also uh, online purchase scams is huge. Uh, I can't talk enough about this one. I see this all day reported every day. Um, And that was our number one most reported scam to our BBB scam tracker for the last three years. Um, And this is where, you know, first of all, consumers are shopping online more than ever. We saw this during the pandemic. Uh, You know, obviously businesses were shut down. A lot of businesses went out of business. Um, Shopping malls are not the same. Everybody's shopping online. And they're either Googling, you know, an item that they're looking for. So I'll use the example of uh, NFL jerseys or sports team jerseys. Very common, very popular. Consumers will jump online and Google it. Uh, You know, Green Bay Packer jersey, um, Green Bay Packer jerseys for sale, on sale. You know, Green Bay Packer jerseys cheap. People are looking for a good price. Uh, And those jerseys are expensive. So we see that a lot. And then they're directed to a website. In fact, several will pop up. And they'll click and they'll see these jerseys and the price will be amazing. And then they will proceed to try to purchase one. If they receive anything at all, it's either counterfeit and coming from overseas <laughs> or they received nothing at all we had a woman who and you can never send it back you, oh for sure no not there's at all there's no
1: address there's no
0: where to send anything exactly and we had a woman that um, complained about a jersey she bought for her son for his birthday 12 year old boy wanted a Green Bay Packer jersey. Um, She lived in Sheboygan. She filed a complaint, or I should say reported it. We can't take a complaint if the company doesn't exist. That would be our scam tracker. So she did report it. And um, she said, oh my gosh, I actually got this jersey. It took three months. So it was well past the little boy's birthday. And once she received it, she said, I wouldn't even have him wear this as a Halloween costume. So instead of green and gold, it was green and like mustard yellow. She said the stitching was all off. Um, I it, it mean, it looked terrible. You know, the number on the back was crooked. And I asked her to please take some pictures and send them to me, which she did. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, I called a local TV station at that point and said, let's do a story. I want to show people what what consumers are actually getting when they do business with these online websites without checking on them first. Well,
1: and the other thing is that the chemicals in those fabrics and what they've been made with, you don't even want to put them anywhere near your body. There's so many bad chemicals in the colors and in what they've done that so much of that stuff, and it's totally unregulated, is really unhealthy. And they say if you open up a package and there's a funny smell, throw it away because those are chemicals that are really bad for your skin and
0: your body. What's on you is in you. That's right. Yeah, very scary. You know, so so we wanted to give it a visual. We did a TV story on it. And uh, hopefully, you know, we hope that people would see this and go, oh, gosh, I'm really going to check before I make the purchase. I mean, the price looks good. It looks good in the picture. The website might look legitimate. Uh, But you really have to do your research these days, Karen. You really have to.
1: Well, and I have been caught in it as well. So I recently was looking for some just really comfortable shoes that I could wear, a little bit dressier, but short heel, and there was this absolutely great look on Facebook and it said Clark's. And I like Clark's shoes. They're really comfortable for me. And they were less expensive than you would have thought. And so I ordered a pair and then I thought, you know, I think I'll just order two pairs. And so I ordered two pairs of shoes and they took a while to get, not quite that long. And I got them and they were like paper. I mean, I couldn't even wear them because there was zero support and there's nowhere to send them back. And it was
0: just. I thought to myself, "Why did you do this? You know better." Well, we we all do it, and, and I, I'll tell you why. Because you know, especially like on social media, if if anyone's if you're on Facebook or, um, you know, another social media site, there's all these pop ups. They know what you like. You know, they know what you're buying, and so uh, you get these advertisements that are. Exactly. Just for you. I see it all the time on Facebook. I'm so tempted. You know, my eye just goes right towards it. It's like, oh, I would love these shoes. I would love these clothes. Um, And, you know, you have to be careful, you know, because, again, you know, the it it knows what you like. I mean, these social media sites know what you're buying, you know, outside of their site. And so it's very easy to click on uh, on the website and go, I'm going to get this exact pair of shoes that are adorable. Um, I know. I've been there myself. I learned.
1: (laughs) My guest today is Lisa Schiller. She's the Director of Investigation and Media for the BBB. And if you would like to know more, you can also go to BBB.org. And with that, we'll be right back. (music) Welcome to Money Sense. I am Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. If you'd like to know more about us, you can go to ellenbecker.com. We'd love to have you stop in and see our great, big, absolutely beautiful building that we have right here in Pewaukee. And we're on 44 acres of absolutely gorgeous um, trees and woods and it just seems weird that it would be right in the middle of Pewaukee and we also have um, tried to create a butterfly sanctuary here so if you'd like to come and see what we have put together that would be really great and uh, let's see, my guest today is Lisa Schiller, and she's the Director of Investigation and Media for the Better Business Bureau. And it is such a, a, a great organization to have within Milwaukee, particularly if you're thinking about doing any home improvements, if you're thinking about making a purchase. It's just Literally, a call away, a click away, to find out if the company that you're entertaining to do your work is really legitimate and is going to provide you the services that you think that you're going to be getting. Lisa, what are some of the other scams out there, the things that people really um, need to be aware of? And I know just recently, I, I've been getting all kinds of things about packages, that my packages haven't been delivered or aren't going to be delivered, or they're, and they need more information and, and to check my address. And um, my granddaughter, Taylor, who does all of the IT, says, don't open up anything,
0: your daughter, a granddaughter, Taylor, is yes. very smart, very wise girl. That is correct. Um, we've been seeing this for a while now. Uh, started during the pandemic, again, when more people than ever were making purchases online, especially with uh, Amazon. Um, and it kind of went away. It has been resurfacing again. I get them myself. Um, never click on any links. Uh, the, the, text message, usually it will come by text message, and it will say that they tried to deliver a package, they were unable to, you weren't home, click on this link, provide more information. Um, and we get reports from people on a weekly basis saying, I-, I don't know what they're talking about, I didn't order anything or, you know, um, and, and and that's exactly it. I mean, they're, they're hoping these scammers, you know, to send out so many text messages and hear back from at least a few people that will, Uh, click on the link and provide either personal or banking information or both. Um, And that is how they stay in business. We want to ignore that. Again, um, you know, it's a type of phishing. And if you receive such a text message and you have any questions about it, maybe you really did place an order through Amazon or in any other company. And now you're wondering if they were trying to reach you or the U.S. Postal Office was trying to reach you you know, delete that message. Do not click on any links ever. Instead, call the Postal Office uh, directly or... And delete it in your delete. Correct. Delete it in your,
1: (laughs) double delete it. Double delete it. So it's not even in your computer at all. I know I've gotten things around tax time uh, and, you know, about my taxes and I've gotten things on my social security isn't right and I should check this or that. I mean, they're really coming at you from all different angles. And just recently I heard somebody talking about artificial intelligence and how they can manipulate so many different things. And I read about If somebody calls you and asks, can you hear me, and you say yes, that they actually can take your voice and use it in another way to say yes to ordering something or I mean that sounds a little
0: far-fetched but I guess it's possible. It is possible and we have been warning people about that as well. Um, That's the can you hear me scam we call it Um, and so that has resurfaced as you said. We heard about this a couple years back and you know we closely monitored all of the reports that were coming in from across the country um, through our BBB Scam Tracker website, uh, online tool that I mentioned. And um, not one time did anybody ever uh, let us know that they were certain that their information had been compromised or they had, you know, a solid example. Um, But we still continue to warn people, we don't know where that information is ending up or where your voice is ending up. So if, if somebody calls and in some way, shape, or form says, can you hear me, um, and we see this across the board through, you know, travel offers, um, Medicare, um, healthcare in general. You know, people are reporting receiving different types of calls. Um, You know, again, maybe it's about health care. Maybe they're trying to, you know, peddle that. Um, And then it's at some point in the beginning of the conversation, they hear a voice say, you know, can you hear me? Um, And it might be recorded or it might be live. So, um, you know, again, we don't know where the information is ending up. So you want to be careful and not say, you know, yes Yes. or respond at all. Um, And so the and the people that do, um, our advice to them is, you know, keep a closer eye. Always keep a close eye on your information, but keep a little bit of a closer eye. You know, really go through those credit card bills. Um, Really go through your bank statements. If you notice anything at all that's fishy or a red flag goes up, you want to question it. Scammers love to start with small amounts. So you might see, you know, a charge on your credit card for $1.99 or, you know, something very low, $4.99 dollars 99 Um, and people are often apt to go, oh, gosh, you know, I don't know what that is, but, you know, what's $2? And ignore it. No, we don't want you to do that because the scammer wants to know if that charge is going through. Is that a working credit card number? If so, you'll see larger amounts yes. later. That's scary. I had that happen to me with an Uber.
1: Um, all of a sudden I opened up my um, my charge card and I had like 25 or 30 Uber rides that were charged on my card that were not mine. But I had used the Uber one time, Mm -hmm. and then somehow the information was um, used many, many times. And they took it off my credit card, but I had to cancel my credit card. I had to go through all kinds of hoops. Then I had all these things that were already being paid by my credit card. Some of them transferred over. Others, I just recently got a bill that said your account is overdue. And I'm looking, how could you ever do? It's an automatic, you know, payment, but it isn't because I changed my credit card and I didn't even realize that they hadn't,
0: you know, hadn't transferred over. So it's a hassle
1: when something like this happens.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, and I mean, identity theft of any kind, too, is is such a hassle. It takes a long, long time to not only get your information, you know, back together again, but, you know, just to be able to trust again. Um, so that's why we really need to take precautions so that it, this doesn't happen to you. Um, you know, really be very, very um, hyper vigilant uh, on your side. You know, go through those credit card statements, go through those um, banking statements, uh, question anything at all that looks suspicious. When I know for me that
1: I'm always a little bit leery about doing travel things and um, getting a house or renting something. And I understand that there's been really a lot of scams around that with people with vacations that they rent something and they go there and it's actually somebody living there. It's not even a house that's, up, that's really up for sale. And, of course, we have to touch on dating sites.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. How much time do we have? Oh, we've got a, we've got a few minutes yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need a few hours, really, to go through. There's so many of these scams, right? And by the way, we've put out press releases on all of these topics and more. Um, and you can find those right in our News Center, on our website, on our homepage at bbb.org or bbb.org slash Wisconsin, either way. Um, we'd love to get the word out on these scams and try to prevent people from becoming victims. Um, rental scams, yes. This has been going on for quite a while now. A number of years um, and we hear of this on and off. Um, what consumers need to do is you know if they're renting, uh, or they're interested in renting at all. There again, you have to do your research. If it's if it's a, a property that's out of state, um, or let's say a and B you want to rent, that's such a big thing, right? Everybody's you know doing B and Bs now or VRBOs. Um, you have to make sure that it's legitimate. Um, you have to uh, you know if you know somebody in the area that can visit the location for you, um, you know call the phone number, have an actual conversation with the person that's supposedly renting this. Um, You know, you want to make sure that, you know, uh, that you uh, if you're asked for payment, you know, you use a credit card um, and and because then you'll have the most protection should something go wrong later. Um, And and of course, we just put out rental scam warnings for the college students because uh, the kids just started school again. So kids were looking for um, roommates or rental properties and they wanted to be close to campus and they wanted to, you know, have a roommate that's something in common with. Um, And something affordable, again, um, you know, that's one of the tricks is that if the price on any of these things, whether it be a rental locally uh, or Airbnb, VRBO, something for vacation, um, you know, if the price attracts you, you have to take a step back because that is one of the for sure signs uh, that it could very well be a scam. Something might not be right. Correct. And what about dating sites? We hear a lot about that. Yes. Well, romance scams is big as well. That's another thing we saw grow um, because of and during the pandemic. So many people were lonely. They were jumping online, dating uh, apps, dating websites. Um, and it, really, this is one of those scams that not only is heinous because it, you know, really tugs at your heartstrings, um, but also, uh, you know, the the person on the other end um, who you believe to be a love interest is really there to steal large amounts of money, and uh, it, it's one of the scams that we see the biggest loss uh, losses occur, um, very large amounts of money, and that's because of course that person has groomed you, um, you have become uh, very comfortable, maybe fallen in love with the, the person that you're conversing with on the computer, um, and at that point, you know once you've, um, you know you're all in, that's when the person will hit you with oh my gosh, I have, I need an emergency surgery, or there's been a death in my family and there's not enough money to cover the funeral. Something that's really going to... Compelling. Very compelling. It's going to really tug at you emotionally. Um, And at that point, you know, that's when we see the consumer give. And once they give, that person or scammer on the other end will always ask for more money. They don't ask you for money right off the bat. You know, they wait until you've already invested so much of your time, Um, and and you feel very connected absolutely it's all about emotion really um, and that's when, you know, they suddenly need money. Um, so, you know, you really have to know who you're dealing with. Um, you know, watch out for those scenarios where they say that there's always a reason they can't talk to you on the phone or do a, a Zoom call with you or a FaceTime. Um, there's always a reason. A lot of times they'll say they're overseas. They're working on, uh, you know. It's an the, oil barge. I was going to say <laughs> an oil rig of some sort. That's right. See, you know. Um, and I had a girlfriend that had happened
1: to and it was months and months and months and she was all in but she never did. She finally said I want to do a Face FaceTime and his phone he couldn't get reception and whatever it was and he would never do it and so she let go
0: but never ever could get The FaceTime, but it went on for months. Oh, I know. You know, one of the things that I get to do that I love about my job is I go out and I give presentations to seniors and other groups, um, and we talk about scams. There's a whole presentation that we do. And um, uh, I was speaking to a senior group um, in the Milwaukee area, and Um, The room was really filled up and a couple of the women approached me afterward and said, "Uh, we have a friend that's upstairs and she's at one of the knitting classes right now. She refused to come and hear you speak, um, but she's been talking to somebody who she believes is, is a man and a love interest. Um, and this has been going on for months, and she's been sending him money. And she believes, you know, that he's real. He's going to come. He's going he, to come. and visit her. And um, I said, you know, first of all, we should get the police involved. They already have, and the police tried to convince her it was, it was not real, and she didn't believe it. So at, at that point, you know, um, she didn't want to talk to me, which was fine. But I ran to our office because it wasn't very far, and I gathered up all the information I could – on romance scams and they put it in her little cubby hole at the senior center. So, I always wonder what happened to her. Gosh, I hope that she read it and saw, you know, that that we have done studies on this and we've put out press releases and we've used examples and scenarios and they're all pretty much the same. Well, loneliness for anybody is is really difficult
1: and when you start to get that attention, it It catches you. And these people that are doing this, as I understand, are really professional and good at it.
0: They are professional and good at it. And that's why they succeed. And that's why we have to be so much more ahead of them you know and aware and aware and aware i mean that's what it's all about you know at this point um a lot of the the group meetings that i go to with um you know banks and law enforcement and that type we've been talking about the fact that geez there's so many scams out there right now and we can't necessarily prevent them um or or you know get to the root of of who's behind these scams because most of the scammers are overseas but what we can do is educate Mm -hmm. and and that's our goal really get the word out there you know share the the information with people you know um, you know with your family members with your uh, neighbors you know let them know that you know you just read this press release about romance scams and it sure seems very similar to what you know this person's going through My
1: guest today is Lisa Schiller. She's the Director of Investigation and Media for the Better Business Bureau. If you'd like to know more, you can go to BBB.org, or you can give a call at 414-847-6000. You can do many things there. We're going to talk about that in our last segment of all the things that are available. But one of the things that I would ask you to consider also is becoming a member of the Better Business Bureau. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. My guest today, Lisa Schiller, who is the director of investigation and media for the BBB. BBB and you can go to them at BBB.org if you'd like more information. Is going to kind of bring us up to speed on the... The Better Business Bureau has a really great rating system. They also have all kinds of educational classes. I think I just saw one that is coming up shortly that is on um, um, being able to succinctly talk about your business, sort of that elevator speech, how you can really convey the message of the importance and the energy that you have around your business. And so... Lisa, give us some um, ideas of of the BBB
0: and what people can um, hopefully gain from there. Sure, thank you so much. Um, so I think people think of the Better Business Bureau as a complaint handling area, and and we do handle complaints, but we do so much more than that. Um, first of all, we are nonprofit; we're non governmental. Um, our mission is to be the leader in advancing marketplace trust, and we do that by. Uh, um, by setting standards and encouraging uh, and supporting best practices by businesses and separating, you know, basically the bad from the good, um, which is what I spend a lot of my time on, focusing on those scams and and, uh, and, and that type of thing. And, and edu- awareness. And awareness um, and education. Um, The Better Business Bureau has been around for over 110 years. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Um, And we've empowered people to find businesses, brands, and charities they can trust um, in that time period. Last year, for example, people turned to the Better Business Bureau more than 250 million times for free business profiles on more than 5.3 million businesses and even charity reports. We have a whole charity arm uh, and a website, give.org, where you can check on a charity or organization before making a donation which is another wonderful thing to do. You want to make sure your hard-earned money is going. And well, there's all these accounts. Go, go, GoFundMe? GoFundMe?
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, they're everywhere. And I, I, I've I, never given to those because I don't
0: know really to check on them. And where's the money going? Right, exactly. And is it going where it should be going? Right, and is it legitimate? Yeah. I mean, I think we're starting to see more GoFundMe accounts than ever. And there's so many different outlets where people can post them. I'm starting to see them on Nextdoor, on on social media platforms. Um, yeah, I mean, you really want to make sure you're giving your hard-earned money um, to a mission that's legitimate, um, you know, and and that you can verify, obviously. And, and on that note, um, very careful. You have to be very careful who you're donating to because there's a lot of names that sound similar to, uh, to charities that you might be aware of. You know, maybe uh, the Heart Association or breast cancer is very near and dear to your heart. Um, and you want to give. You have to make sure that the money is going toward uh, a legitimate organization. Because scammers like to take the name or the URL, web, you know, the website URL, and and change it around just a little bit. Just enough to, uh, you know, make people confused or make them believe that this is a legitimate organization. A
1: big one that calls every year is the police department or the fire department. Uh, and they tug at you. And I don't. I, I give directly, but they make a great case and
0: you think, oh, maybe I should give something. But there's another big scam out there. You know, a lot of times you're getting the call and it's really from a telemarketer and it's not from the organization or the charity at all. So you have to watch out for that Mm -hmm. because so much money is getting, you know, put towards um, paying for that telemarketer. And again, you don't know, you know, where your money is going. So don't be afraid to ask whoever's calling you if you're even considering donating, ask them to send you information. You want to know where the money's going, um, who is running the organization or the charity, what is their mission Um, you know questions like that Um, and if they're legitimate they'll be happy to give it to you we hear reports from consumers all the time that uh, and, and receive complaints as well that they asked for information and they were hung up on yeah obviously well it's funny because I had
1: something that really sounded legitimate it was business oriented and I said you know send me some information and I gave out my email because if they're going to send you information you have to give them the email. And afterwards my granddaughter said, Nana, why did you do that? You've now given out information, personal information. Just say you're not interested. Or ask what the organization is, write it down and then look it up and see if there's actually an organization like that if you thought it was so great. But it's so easy and I'm aware and yet I just gave out my, said send me something. Of course I never received anything. and uh, But somebody's
0: got my email address. Yeah. I know yeah, you're right. you have to be very, very careful. Um, you're, you probably your best bet is write it down, you know and, and they, I'd even question if they would even give you the information. Yeah. Let me take the name of your charity and why don't you give me your phone number and where are you located? Give me your address. Chances are you're not going to yeah. get any of that information, and that'll take care of it for you. Um, but you're absolutely right. You know what? Take a minute to look up that information. Uh, you can go to our charity website, give.org. There's Charity Navigator, another wonderful tool. Um, you know, check out that charity and make sure you know who you are donating to.
1: We only have about a minute and a half left, so can you briefly um, just talk about the star rating and and how you rate the companies so that people really can see who's
0: out there and if you're on there and you should know what your rating is. Absolutely, right. Um, yeah, it takes a minute to go to BBB.org, put your company name in, you know, see see what information we have. Um, if you don't have a report, contact us. We'll be happy to, to give you a report um, and collect some information for from, from you. Um, so our rating system a lot of people don't realize this. It's all done by an algorithm in the computer system. So, uh, you know, I know sometimes businesses believe that, you know, we're giving them a rating or, uh, you know, I am able to change a rating. Completely untrue. I am not able to change a rating. The only thing that I can do is put a rating into an NR status, which means no rating. And I might do that while I'm investigating. It might be something a little questionable um, before, you know, the... They have a a definite rating. I'd like to see, you know, what information I find because I'm, I'm seeing, you know, some red flags go up. Um, so, again, it's all done by an algorithm in our system. And I tell people, you know, and they'll say, I checked on a company and they had an A rating and I did business with them and I had a bad experience. Well, you know what? First of all, you need to take time to file a complaint because, you know, the number of complaints is one of the factors that will uh, – Change the rating again in algorithm in our system.
1: Such great information. My guest today is Lisa Schiller. As you said, we could go on and on and on and on. But I hope that this has given my listeners the idea that it's really important to take that next step and check with the Better Business Bureau on any company that you're looking at doing business with. And again, Lisa, thank you so much for being my guest today. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember. Before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a great day. Bye.